What is up? Welcome to Waiting for Game. We made it past our first week, so we're on to episode two. Not something a lot of podcasts in the Melee community can say, but we're here bragging about it. <laughs> having uh, an episode two? <laughs> having an episode two! Hell yeah. Podcasts in general, you know, how many can brag about that? <laughs> so we're here, and we're going we're gonna to cut into it today. I don't know if that's what people say on podcasts. Uh, sophomore slump. I'm saying stuff like cut into it. You are acting like you've never done this before. I've done this 60 times, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I let's... More than that with, the, with the old, old podcast. Possibly. I mean, I think it'd be fine if I weren't derailed by my wonderful panel of friends and guests, uh, including one, Ambi Sinister. What's up? And uh, we know him as... Hmm, trying to figure out a way to say this, which isn't reductive. Uh, Melee's friend to all, Slime. Oh, you were talking about me. I thought you were going to describe Ambi. No, yeah, I, was, I was waiting for the description of me, and then you uh, used the friend. Just, so I was uh, like, this is not how me. How about you describe yourself? Describe who you are. Because I can't place you either. You're the guy with the green fox yeah, profile I'm, picture. I'm the green fox from Twitter. That's me. Whatever that entails. That's a, a variety of things, but that's what I am. That's that's the Ambie's, brand. Ambie's the guy who I like his tweets when they are long enough. It, once he hits like 200 characters, I'm like, this must be funny or smart. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I lost track. I don't really understand. But at this point, uh, this must be a good tweet. You believe in the magic carpet ride of, of the Ambie tweet. Once it gets long enough, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, I mean, it's like... Uh, I gotta get going, though. My short form tweets need some work, I think, is what I'm hearing from this. It's like the guy at the party who keeps talking about something. It's like, I don't know enough about this to really say if he's smart, but he sounds smart. Well, also, he just sounds like he likes this thing, and that's enough, you know? Yeah. Guy at a party. Not smart, but... What a, what a sign of the past, a guy at the party. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's been a bit since I've experienced uh, that feeling. But yeah, I'm Slime. I'm your friend. Uh, not your friend as the viewer, but you're... You know what? Let's take a step back. <laughs> What's up? I'm on the podcast. I commentate uh, Slippy Cha Summit Champions League. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Obviously, uh, there has been a name change, uh, you know, due to, to being a little more careful. Um, I don't think that's any surprise. And then, uh, yeah, it's been really, really fun. Uh, and I am... You know, it's funny. I'm taking commentary more seriously than I ever have in my life, which means hitting up Wheat and paying him for statistics so I don't look like mm -hmm. a dumbass. How did you uh, like it? I liked it. It was it was just nice to be armed with some sort of knowledge uh, because I feel like I'm constantly getting shoved into the, like, even Aiden called me the everyman, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, I get it. But I, The thing I, is I, that, like, even and so that's in the context of melee that like you can tell that Aiden's throwing shade, but I feel like that boy just in the context of real world that's also throwing shade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's and like, yeah, okay. he hasn't been on uh, three hundred plane rides. He's he's a normal guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have though. It's like <laughs> I am. I am the story. He I'm, he hasn't spent I'm, a week in Iceland. You know, he's he's a down to earth guy. <laughs> I'm not the everyman. I'm the guy who who truly never even got close to making it, but tried while like having ADHD 
and not being able to practice efficiently. You know, that's my story. And maybe that is, you know, com comes close to everybody either way. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I hope other people are as well. I've been getting a lot less hate on Twitter, even though I didn't get a lot to begin with. But the, the bad voices sound the loudest sometimes. So. Feel that. Wow. Huh. Who, who would know that uh, putting out content sometimes feels like it's screaming to avoid and just getting screamed back at by anime profile pictures. Just got to get built different. You got to rebuild differently. Build back better, some yeah. could say. <laughs> oh, no. So uh, before I drop any more political uh, slogans, you mentioned SEL. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And we just came off, you know, obviously last week, SEL season two, week one, one of the most fun melee events in recent memory. I think everybody who I wanted to win ended up winning, and every set that I wanted to be a banger ended up being a banger. And then it's kind of a little down to earth. <laughs> SEL uh, season two, week two. We had a lot of cool stuff, but uh, I, obviously not everything was like banger 10 out of 10, you know? But uh, I, I don't know. I thought a lot of really cool things happened there. Slime, obviously you were doing it live, you know, commentating. How did you yeah. enjoy the event? Uh, it's, re it's really cool. Like the So I'm, I'm constantly at odds with the idea of like hype online sets, you know? Because there's always this idea, for instance, like Lucky Albert or like Coast to Coast connections and stuff, um, where you're like, maybe these players are frustrated that there's a, a little bit of delay or whatever. And maybe there's, you know, that's an excuse as to why like there's upsets happening and it sucks. In all in all, there's this specter of why I shouldn't be excited. But what happens is you watch the melee and you commentate the melee and you're like, this is still really fun and cool. Um, and for some reason, Summit Champions League has uh, has like manufactured these banger sets. Even the ones that are like kind of like Albert Lucky. Like a lot would consider it a throwaway, but then it's sort of retconned into a much cooler set due to Albert's context of just waking up in the interview. You know? And it's it's little moments like that that I think are really cool, and it also speaks to the 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 bedrock th that is melee is so solid that even online stuff, even this and that, can still like get you going in the morning, and that's cool. Yeah, the the Albert Lucky set, the thing that you mentioned about uh about the like added story that Albert just woke up and then like the set was like really really sloppy. I think it's sort of funny because it's sort of like an evolved round one pools type of environment where like sometimes like the reason you watch round one pools when a good player plays like a player you've never heard of is like, oh, well, like there's all sorts of reasons. Maybe you're hungover, maybe you're drunk, maybe it's just like whatever. And like some like, you know, guy that only four people know uh, beats uh, Ginger or something. I don't know. Uh, and that's that's cool. That's exciting. And that's fun. And like seeing that, like within the context of two really strong players playing against each other is a sort of, I think, a rare treat. So I think that that's like like you mentioned, sort of a fun thing about it. Yeah. And it's like it's also uh, the frequency is very cool, right? Like how how many times have players played in the in the slippy era that oftentimes maybe would never meet up in a year on land because like travel and, and expenses and all this stuff it's like genesis is just one bracket you know and it, these people playing against each other are it's 
it's it maybe you want two players you want to see like oh how would this person do against this person and they, it's just never going to happen but with online you can kind of eventually get there you know if they enter a lot and enter cross you know platform and, or the tournament and stuff like that and it's that is another buff and i think that's what a scl also can bring i'm excited to hear about this cross-platform fighting as well yeah i said cross-platform it's because i installed uh slippy on my playstation 3 so does ryu come with that ryu is in it but he's he's it's like a wolf thing it's just like it's like mm. another samus right because she's the fighting game character no Am ryu's right? another mario come on small ryu <laughs> <laughs> baby smaller, Ryu, smaller Dude, Italian baby Ryu, Ryu. Ba baby Ken in Mario Kart, driving a, I don't know, a, a ship. That's what Ryu <laughs> is on, right? I don't, know, I don't know if he has a uh, form of transportation. I think he's on like a rooftop. Yeah, I feel like he, he just runs. Yeah, <laughs> he runs everywhere. <laughs> That's in Mario Kart. He's just running. He tattoos where he needs to go. I do think that that is something missing from Mario Kart is having someone who can just run instead of using a cart. There was a game. Uh, it was really quick. This is nice on my computer. Bomberman uh, PlayStation Racing. I think it was called Bomberman Racing. Bomberman Fantasy Race. You rode these like giant bunnies and uh, they didn't have wheels because they're bunnies and they just ran, like, just, they just ran fast and it was actually so sick. We need more animal-based running racers featuring Ryu. I think we can make this happen. We did a lot of good work today. <laughs> Let's call the, it the whiteboard is cool. Let's call it a day. <laughs> yeah, if if you see this podcast on your streaming app of choice, uh, and it only runs five minutes. That's because we had to go work on a secret project. Yeah, we, we had to we had to get to work because that's how shit gets done. So but no, we're obviously talking about Summit Champions League. No, I, I think uh, I think you're on the money here, man. It's you know this this is like a really cool thing that I think SCL brings to the table more so than any other event. Uh, you know, you watch like any other bustling major that we have right now, and you get to see all these really cool up and coming players who are net play fiends, and then every scl you get all the people who only show up for scl and bump around and it's super cool because you're like well who is gonna win ben who attends you know like a tournament a day or uh you know albert who we haven't seen in six months like it's such a cool example of these two things crossing over uh and one that i, I really can't wait to see in person <laughs> ambi and i talk yeah. about this is that like dude i'm waiting for all the people who think they're hot to go to a land major and it was like all round of us. two pools. It was all of us. Cause it, it's just a, it's an upgraded version of the initial thing that I talked about, like the first documentary, which was, yeah. you think you're nice. You beat all your friends. You go to a tournament, you get fucking rocked. And, and now it's like, you think you're nice and slippy. You go to a tournament. All of a sudden wheat is screaming in your ear while Ambi <laughs> is just fucking drill shining you. And you can't get out. Cause you don't know SDI that well. It's, you know, it's land. It's a little more tough and he dumpsters you. And wheat's like, Oh, sheesh, you know, in your deep voice. <laughs> and they don't know how to do with that sheesh. shit. <laughs> Damn son. <laughs> uh, yes, no, I agree. Sorry, I kind of was uh, lost track of there. Uh, <laughs> no, like I would pay one hundred grand 
I would pay the player 100 grand. I would not right, play, yeah. pay $100,000. Uh, I, I would pay for his flight to whatever first major's back and just watch him crush the zuppies of the world. <laughs> I'm actually very excited for specifically 100 grand. I, he was going to be my <laughs> example too. I was like, dude. <laughs> All the Wait. people that like hate netplay but are still good, and they're just inevitably going to come back, and everyone's going to be like, the meta has advanced so much during Slippy, and then they're just going to yeah. get down tilt, down throw, down tilted like everyone else in the world. Although, okay, I think this player is very good. I think he is top one hundred, uh, and I think he will do extremely well when Land comes back. But I can't imagine how hilarious it's going to be when Null comes back and he does the same thing. He's like, yeah, let's see if you can get past me. <laughs> And then just gets like down throat, down tilted you know, by you know how, or something. You know how it's like it used to be like chillin' was the Krillin, you know, for everyone. Mm-hmm. Krillin, dude. Noah is the new Krillin. That's just how it is. You know, if you get fucking, I and I, he's a dear friend to me. I have lost a lot of money next to Noel at at, at <laughs> casinos. I've known him for a long time. He's so he's a, the nicest guy. But man, if he he is on track to become the Krillin. So he better fucking practice because you're right. We, it's going to be him. 404 Cray <laughs> is going to dumpster null and he's going to be like pissed off getting 65th flying home. I remember getting all of the data ready for the 2019 top 100. And I felt like I was like a lawyer who really believed the person I was defending. And then you're digging and you find like more and more information. It's like, man, I wish I didn't see this. I know they're guilty now. That was like me. I'd like, be like, oh, he went to SmashCon and he lose to someone. It's like, oh, main stage. He lose to like Mikey the Marth or something. Yeah, I Mikey think- the Marth player, not Mikey the Marth. Although Mikey the Marth is a great tag if anyone wants it. Yeah, I think the sad thing about Noel is that, like, even when he does really well, it's, like, tainted by, like, something that makes people think that it's really not good. Like, do you guys remember Noel at Genesis Black? This is, like, my favorite yeah. example of a Noel I, I thought you were. Race. I thought you were so on the wave that we weren't going to mention it. But, <laughs> like, like, the Silent like, Wolf Axe uh, Force stock. It's, like, it's not, it's cool not to no, talk about anymore. Because yes. the thing is with, with Noel at Genesis Black is that he did so good at that tournament. Like, like if, you, if you get rid of the obvious thing that happened at that tournament, <laughs> like he just like beat up a bunch of really good players and i was like oh shit it's time for Noel. it's it's he's he's gonna come up it's 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 finally arrived the moment for him and then uh and then and then, that did not, and then <laughs> what happened to krillin when he went up against frieza i actually don't remember yeah, <laughs> I thought you guys would pick that one up. I'm pretty sure he died. Yeah, I mean, it can't be bad. It can't be any good, right? Any, that's that's just that's use the context happened. for this one. But I, yeah. I really remember none of Dragon Ball Z, but I did watch more than I'd like to of a two and a half hour tsunami video. Like literally, just not a video essay, just the interstitials where it's like, yeah, of the guy in the space watch Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, stick around for seven when we have a new episode of Yu Yu Hakusho, and I'm just sitting here like enthralled by this that, <laughs> badly like animated watching, robot. It's like watching all the Adult Swim bumps, but there's a robot who tells you what's coming up. That it song made bangs. Me feel that piano track ten again. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, it's weird, right? Because it feels kind of. I feel sad because every time you see hype melee, like I was just saying, you, you feel like, Oh man, land would be so much better. And that 
I don't like that feeling of of wanting the better thing when what we have is really cool, but you just can't avoid it because it it really is. And I think that's a, a thing I need to reconcile in my heart where it's like, hey, sometimes it's okay to just love what's going on online and look forward to land um, instead of being sad that, you know, you can't see it, uh, you know, on, on the CRT being played, but that's okay. Yeah, I think SDL does a good amount to being like a uniquely cool online thing. I think mm -hmm. that uh, other tournaments, I think, have it much worse than SCL, which we talked a little bit about last week. Whereas I think at least with SCL, there's like some fun, like, you know, anything could happen between any two players tomorrow type of vibe to it, which I think is like uniquely captured here compared to like, like, you know, TMT or whatever random local that happens online. Uh, I think uh, the feeling I get of like, oh, I wish this were LAN, it's a lot less bad for me watching SCL compared to other tournaments. So I think at least okay. it has that going for it. Yeah, th there's a uniqueness. I, I've often compared it to like a GSL, um, which I think is cool. That's why I like commentating it. I th I've been, I was asked if I want to commentate at Smash Summit 10. Um, I didn't really feel like doing it. I, I probably, I don't like this idea of being a Smash Summit commentator for a lot of reasons. But for some reason, SCL is this cool like series, this chapter book. And um, it feels really natural, and that's why I like being a part of it. Uh, in terms, instead of like something like Smash Summit or even major tournaments, like keep me in the pools, bro. Keep me there. Yeah, I mean, like we, like Andrew said, we talked about this before. I think we had another podcast where we talked about this at some point. Uh, this is like such a unique format that lends itself to net play in a way where it's not trying to be an in-person tournament. That's happens to be on that play right like this you can't do this in person you can't have people play for four weeks straight and fly four people out each week <laughs> right like, yeah. this is something that you can only do here which no other net play tournament really does you know like if you enter uh a gallant or something it's like that is a single uh, one single double elimination bracket which was like the same exact thing you'd play if you went to an in-person tournament. That's mm -hmm. what they're trying to do. But SEL tries to do something that like really it takes the, uh, you know, the hardships uh, that, that made us do this and try to turn them into positives. It's funny. You said, uh, uh, do, do you remember like it was the first major that like came out? I think it was pound. It was like one of the first big online tournaments and there were waves of pools. <laughs> And I remember Eamon was so mad because he was like, the only reason you have waves is uh, because of like logistically, you don't have enough setups, but everyone has setups. There's no reason to do this. He was so mad. And I'm like, Dude, yeah, it does make sense. Pound online has a special place in my heart for trying to like really do the darndest to be a net play major when that phrase didn't exist. True. Uh, yeah. And in the slippy, you know, slippy era, we take this all for granted. And I don't necessarily mean to praise them more that it's just hilarious. Uh, they had worldwide entry. And then you would just get oh, DQ'd if you were right. too far away. So like solo battle, battle entered. And it's like, dude, what are you even doing? Who are you going wow. to possibly play that you aren't just going to get immediately DQ'd? Oh, I loved it. And then it ended with uh, Zane 6 0 h box. <laughs> Uh, that, and that was on delay, right? That was before on delay, yeah. And that is crazy. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And, and I think that's a really good point, though. Someone's got to do something first. 
and then it opens it, it lets you remold it and refigure things out and you just take all that shit from the community you know it's like this sucks it's like yeah well build on that jerks <laughs> well i don't want to make you upset you know you're, you're getting a little angry right now but uh let's talk about the uh week two upsets yeah rattle them off for me i have a terrible memory all right so uh we talked a lot about the week one upsets last week and we kept this going as a little topic uh definitely fewer upsets probably biggest one what do you what do we got to say i uh s fat bdw what do you think ambi yeah i mean i think that that was pretty definitively an upset i definitely think that like he played much better than ibw that particular day so yeah like it didn't feel that upsetty because it was like IBW not playing good and SFAT playing good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, but but uh, just like in terms of what happened, that was definitely one of the yeah. ones that I was going to talk about. I mean, the the flavor of upset is different than it was last week. Last week, the upsets were like, who is this guy, Daki, beating <laughs> Aklo or whatever? You know, this established player. Who who are these people beating these? Like, who is Kadoran? And what, what is he doing beating Plup? Yeah. Uh, this this week, the flavor is definitely like, we know both of these players are good. We just didn't expect that to happen. Probably the biggest example of that is Gatsu 3 0 none. Yeah. It's like, look, dude, we knew Gatsu's good. but uh looks so good now. It's it's fucked up. I don't I don't get it. I don't get why <laughs> now. It it brings it it brings a tear to my eye. Obviously, there's the the idea like you know, none is really going through some stuff, and I think that's always worth sort of not an asterisk, but you know, you you just want to sympathize with someone who has been a good yeah. player for so long. And um, but yeah, Gatsu Gatsu looks like a monster, not just against none, but you know, against against the field, and uh, obviously Hbox in that one clip um, on Hbox's <laughs> stream, <laughs> um, and. Yeah, I think it's really important, like you said, the flavor of upset. There's like types of upsets, and there's like X player played like shit. X player came out of nowhere and played amazing, while the like Y player was playing great. Um, and there's like, and it sucks because there's this scale of legitimacy to these upsets, and sometimes you have to file it in a yeah, that guy had a really bad day, and um, you know that's whatever but i think if you're a true competitor you're kind of like yeah that's i mean it's uh, your that, job to have a good day right so yeah, yeah. Some comp- no what, what some, i'm saying yeah. if you catch that 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 win on someone's bad day you know that and you mm-hmm. aren't it's not like you're fucking jake paul crying and hugging your whole family <laughs> it's like no i you know he's they were playing bad and that's okay yeah i mean like from the the standpoint that i look at that probably veers more towards like how to think about that in a ranking seeding capacity. And it's always like, you know, if I know someone's having a really hard go of it, I appreciate them still playing the game and I might not fault the player who loses necessarily as hard as I would like congratulate the player who wins. Right. Yeah. Like you don't have to weigh them evenly. Right. You can have a really great win and then it can also be a, not a horrible loss for the other person. So uh, I think, like, in terms of online, that, like, you got to think about that, right? <laughs> like, there's still yeah. bad losses to be had, but if you have a bad loss and you continue to play really well the rest of the time, I get it. Do do players know that you're the guy that fucking ruins their life all the time by seeding them? Do they know it's you? No, I try to keep Oh, you don't want wraps. that smoke. You don't want that smoke. No. All right. 
I'm not. Gonna uh, I feel like they find out though. It was like that, and and ranking fiction twelfth. Those were the two yeah. things that were trying to be kept under wraps. That eventually... No, I tweeted. I felt so bad for you. Guys. <laughs> I Dude. would. I I would still rank him twelfth. See, the thing is, I ranked him twelfth. I I joked about it at the event. I seated him like eighth or something like that. Like I uh, I don't know. I want the guy to come back. I want the guy to. He doesn't have to play again. I just want to maybe tweet again. <laughs> yeah, I. You know what? I don't. I. I... <laughs> I think we talked about this before. Uh, I love his tweets. They're so good. It's so like there's two sides to it, right? The one is went on a walk today, and then it's like four pictures of like trees that don't even look good. It's not even like a pretty. It's just like brown trees, <laughs> and it's just like okay. Uh, and then it's just like taking shots at nothing like no one no one needs to take shots but he he just does it and it's not like leffen who is taking shots because he thinks he's doing the world a service right it's like if i yell this to you publicly then it means that best of fives will happen more often and and the player will be better like he's under no thought that what he's doing is for anyone like but himself it's not even selfish it's just like this should happen all right listen counterpoint to this chroma had this tweet that was like well, Chroma uh, doesn't exist on Twitter anymore. So that's I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. I, I think you, the, you might have lost this one. The, the well, the the he Chroma had this tweet <laughs> and he said he was like um, fiction uh, dealing with what we all deal with, which is the horrible uh, reality of being a, held accountable for what you say on the internet. <laughs> and, and that's what that's what I always think. I'm like, you can't. You don't get to just say, I'm just putting my thoughts out there, bro. Take it or leave it. And then get pissed off. You don't get to do that. You either do it and it doesn't affect you like the Chad that you think you are, or you hold accountability. You have accountability and you, you know, wrestle with the shitters like I do. I mean, I'm not perfect at being accountable for things I say either, but I do wrestle with the shitters and I do hear them out. And it's like, damn, just. Be honest with yourself. And that's what I feel like he wasn't doing uh, in terms of Twitter. However, he's really active on like teaching people. He's teaching bird person now who is someone I have used to dominate. And now that's not looking good for me. You know, if I ever go to a USC tournament again. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to read more about lessons with him, you could go to <laughs> Amby Sinister's article. Oh, that's right. Bannett, Bannett, Bannett. Bannett. Right that. Yeah, I was surprised by how popular that article was. I really thought it was going to be like, you know, a, a 20 like Twitter post or whatever. Listen but, uh, up. You're, you're going to have to accept the fact that you're a pretty good writer. I know it's like, <laughs> I, I, I know it sucks to do that, but uh, you're going to have to just, just face yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, I write pretty good and people want to read my stuff. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did write that after, after taking a couple of lessons uh, with, with some of the different coaches and like watching like maybe 70 hours of fucking lesson content. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to get you to do a lot lesson. Does Lod teach Fox players? That sounds fun. I don't know I don't who Lod teaches, but I, I want you to get a Lod lesson. What is it like the golden path to improvement? What or golden like path? Yeah. What was it like thinking about situations? I think this is the golden <laughs> path. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. He teaches, he teaches med students, bro. Relax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, I, I had a apology man on one of the, the way back in one of the Bad Melee podcasts because he, he just liked Melee and stuff. And, um, and we connected. And I was like, how do you get good? You know, you're like a, a top eight competitor when you played Marvel and stuff and you played DBZ. And he was like, I just literally think about situations all the time. I just imagine them in my head 
and that's how I learn. And I'm like, you're a psychopath. I don't know what who you think you are, Vinith. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's nuts. Uh, you know, to to all the children out there uh, who like me and like everyone else gets to the scene and they're like, maybe one day I'll be a top player. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the first thought you have after seeing like anyone play, you see mango playing. You're like, I'll be the next person to play like that. Uh, <laughs> I'll be just as cool and just as good. Uh, it's so crazy. Just how like incredibly different the top players, some top players are uh, at the way that they think about that. Uh, I think Levin's the best example, right? In, in terms of melee, is that you could give that guy anything, and I feel like a month from now he will be, you know, top whatever in the world. Like he did to it. With, good uh, at learning. He just, just yes, good at learning. Like he, you know, he did it with uh, obviously in melee. He's one of the best of all times, and then he did it with Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, and then he was got. He didn't play any Tekken in person because I think it was during uh, COVID, but he, he got pretty high ranks in Tekken. And then, I don't know, I think he did something with Grand Blue Versus. And then Ultimate in a, for a while, right? What's yeah. up? He played Ultimate as well. He oh, played duh, Ultimate. Yeah, when he played <laughs> Just like a frontline worker. When he beat you know? Tweet. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, right. Then, yeah. In a melee context, he, like, he is top five in Europe on a box. <laughs> Yeah, I got my I don't know how he could do that. Uh, I was so excited the other day when I like bared a Firefox without having to put like my entire mental fortitude into it. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, dude, I did it. <laughs> I'm gonna be the next Greg Turbo." We, we get there, dude. I remember uh, it was at 8:05 alive. I was I was in pools. I lost to Lovage's Sheik. Um, but that's, that's beside the point. I was talking to Holka who is, uh, who used to play a lot. Um, it, and he was, we're just talking and I was like, how'd you do? He's like, Oh, I did this. How'd you do? Kind of just commiserated. I was like, yeah, man, we just got to keep, keep grinding. And then he looked at me and he's like, we got to beat mango one day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we do. Like, that's what we do it for. You know, there's this immediately this idea that like, Oh, that guy's not that good how could he be and then you get down there and you're like okay never mind yeah i mean it's like when you think about when you put more thought into what you are going to do on stream when you beat armada uh <laughs> when you put more thought into that than like how to shuffle correctly it's like you're yeah. not built for this man don't uh, don't visualize the trophy <laughs> ever <laughs> it's like, well, I got I'll fist bump him, and then you know, I'll do a, a little <laughs> tiny. How I pop up? I think the one exception to this is definitely Hungry Box. I think it's it's probably a big part of why Hungry Box has fallen off so much, because you know that like he's like he's like halfway through game three, and he's like, all right, what am I doing at the end of this set? I dude, I I was the one who broke the story. I was a, I had the scoop. Remember off the sticks when he checked his fucking watch, and everyone got mad yeah. at him at at SmashCon, right? Uh, against Mewtwo King. Yeah, dude, because he wasn't wearing one ever until that day. <laughs> Think about it, bro. Yeah, he played for the clip like, in his life, and now his life is clips. Here we are. And you know, the man's got 10K subs now. He's he's he actualized it. it. He really he made has. It. So if you you can be everyone else or you can be HBox. Those are your two choices in this world. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna see him live stream his tournament runs do you think when when he goes to 
Jurassic a GoPro State. on his forehead, just like <laughs> I don't know. Have a GoPro on his forehead, and like Ua is going to travel with him with a GoPro on his forehead, just looking at Apex. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have multiple angles. Oh uh, yeah, the Alex nineteen, but you're you know you're into top eight and stuff like that. I do wonder if this new era of like. So HBox has a lot of subs now, and it's like if he if he leaves for four days, it's gonna bleed, you know, the same way it would with Mango and stuff. But that these these players are getting more and more secure in their streaming careers, which is awesome. But it actually might lead to a couple more tournaments that they don't go to, which mm-hmm. is not Pog, but the way it goes. Yeah, I mean that's definitely something we were trying to reckon with before, right? It's just uh, when you have COVID uh, as a really big thing to change it. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be something that people thought about before, but now that they are out of the habit, then the, then they'll have to like think about it. Uh, and <laughs> I think Ultimate uh, had a tournament where they streamed on a certain top players stream, uh, yeah, like a tournament stream. Uh, and and of course the Mango always streamed on Mango stream. Like it's going to be probably something that we're going to have to deal with at some point, where it's like. All right, you want HBox to come to your whatever tournament? Come to like this Utah tournament? All right, well, he's going to have to put it on his stream. Like, that's just it. The uh, so the first Ultimate Summit actually, uh, you know, we reached out to players at the time who were very, you know, you know, we had the three, three melee players and three Ultimate players. You know, that was a whole thing. And um, but actually, one of the players we reached out to, who you know no longer produces YouTube content. Uh, is he he asked for ten thousand dollars to Ooh. just go just go to the event, and we were like no, <laughs> and then he was like, okay, well, what about like you know what if I do this and this and this like he's trying to negotiate against himself, and we we're like <laughs> no, no, that's okay, and so yeah, uh, it's it's that was already happening when a select few were very successful. I yeah. don't think they would try to pull that shit now, but uh, the compromises ended up being made to where it's like, okay, yeah, you can stream while you're at this place or there'll like be space for you here. And I, I see tournaments in the future making concessions there um, for that in, in a healthy way, I think. Cause I think at, at smash summit eight, when Axe won, because we had those those stream setups, because we recognized this was something that was a draw for people to just be at the tournament. Um, when Axe won, he just hopped on his stream, and it was great. And then Smash Summit Nine, the same shit happened uh, with uh, Zane won that one, right? No, insane, insane that you don't remember. Who who won Smash Summit Nine? I do remember. It's Hbox. That, that was Hbox. Remember was the H- right, right, bear, the, the, the whatever he did. I'm telling. The, the, the Firefox. The worst fucking memory, but yeah, um, and he did the same thing, right? He he fired up the stream, and that's like that is something that I think is a is going to be a cool actually in between that allows people to continue traveling, but also you know get their eat the cake too. So. Yeah, I mean, but they're not going to have a stream set up at like Evo. Oh, why oh, the fuck not Evo? <laughs> well, Evo, yeah, so. <laughs> that might be. There but, might be. But a let's say Genesis, fly. right? Like, yeah. why not? You know, I I sure. know these tournaments run in the red, but if they start to get up you know get a little smarter about monetizing and 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 make the correct decisions and because they have so many viewers dude you can sell that um they can start budgeting for that kind of shit and maybe someone who however there are tournaments that you're just not going to miss like genesis so maybe they don't have to uh there's always some it's fucky but let's say like gommel 
you know, not everyone's going to go to Gobble. It's not the one everyone, everyone goes to, but it could be with the right incentives. So, yeah, how, how you get this to happen is um, it's like when you are, I assume, <laughs> it's like when you're a mob and you want a kid to help you. You've got like five kids running around and you're like, can someone turn the TV off? No one does it. So you have to like call them out specifically. It's like, Gerald, turn the TV <laughs> off. Uh, so you, you got to call someone out specifically. So let's say, yeah. let's start it off. Kevin Deere. At Battle of BC, you must have a stream setup. Well, it's 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 stream setups, but it's also other shit, right? And I will say the worst part about being a TO is like having to acquiesce players who may just flame you anyway. Oh, or like never never play by the rules and like show up late and just like take every little inch you give them and more, and you're like, I'm supposed to help this fucking person out. It's so annoying. Uh, and every TO knows what that's like. And so there is also a line where you're like, I don't, I don't care if this person comes. Fuck it. You know? And so it's, ah, there's so much, there's so many dynamics going on, but I think it's all fixed when uh, people can earn a lot more money in general. And that's what Ludwig taught me. So I have, I have an interesting thought to to do for this particular this particular line of thinking right um i think that like just from my perspective about this like rise of streaming among the melee community uh among the top players uh my perspective is that it will probably make the championship events like a lot more meaningful um just like if you think about the fact that there was sort of like a, a tournament saturation problem a little bit when it came to um, very, very large events, right? Because like tournaments yeah. at which all the gods would attend were like pretty frequent. And, you know, having to compare them all like, oh yeah, you know, like is this tournament as big as this tournament? Like is Gommel super major? You know, like there was like this, uh, it was very, very common to just have the whole gang uh, at like a Wimbledon type level of event. Um, and I think that uh, my my gut feeling about, the tournament landscape after COVID is that like, you know, your top, top players with really, really successful streams might limit their appearances to like, you know, like the Genesis or like the, the big houses, um, which, you know, makes things like Gommel or regional events more open for players that are not hungry box or not Zane to potentially win. Um, it makes their appearances a lot more meaningful. Like, Oh my God, Zane's at this event. I don't think that like the mid-level players won't show up. Like, I think that that's uh, anyone that's not like in the super elite tier. I think, uh, I don't think, I don't anticipate that hurting attendance too, too much. Um, but I think that, you know, even if this does end up like making the top players not want to attend every single major, um, I don't think that that's necessarily like a doomsday scenario because I think that like once Genesis rolls around, like that's just going to be fucking crazy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I guess, okay, two things. I think that it, I, as you grow older as a Melee player and a Melee fan, you start really appreciating the collegiate Melee, like, way more. You know, it's like, yeah, it's fun to see Mango and Zane like, just duke it out. But it's also sick to see, you know, Daki Albert or something. Dude, round two pools. Melee oh. staff talks about it. Round two pulls at a major is like the best thing. Yes. You walk around like a kid in a candy oh, store. Yeah. And you just, like, Frenzy versus Rick. 
You yeah. only like <laughs> 10 people know about that shit. And I saw it live. A reverse fucking four star. It was the sickest set I'd ever seen. No one will know. Frenzy versus Rick. Big house. Last big house. <sighs> it's oh, I mean, that's that's it, man. That is what I'm looking forward to. Just wandering around, and it's like two players who you recognize, and it's like, oh, this got to be good. And everyone else is watching, like, uh, Mango, Three Stock, whoever, to 3 0 him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, sometimes, though, you get lucky and you get the, the Mango Magi magic, if you will. And that <laughs> that is also extraordinarily beautiful. Jim Jam um, Flim Flam broke the news of that to me. We're at an Indian place uh, in Oakland. And he broke the news. It was uh, it's like that guy whispering into George W. Bush's ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I I think that's a really good point, Ambi. And I think that it, there is there is always going to be a push and pull because so the 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 big secret that is sort of getting unearthed and was getting unearthed as tournaments grew more stronger and, and business minded is that attendance no longer has to be this gigantic factor of, of revenue, you know, and your battle of BC, if it has a good enough distribution model and a sales model for brands that they can earn enough money to not need to like just chill and pump for that 500 entrance cap or something. Um, because a lot of these top players that get free fucking entrance anyway, they get flown out, right? That's that's the game. That's how you do it. Even HBox asks for free flights to this day, you know. And it's like, I I, I think that it's going to be on the TOs to really find out what it really means to earn more money in ways that aren't tournament uh, the attendance. And that's yeah. I hope they can. I hope they seek the the correct sources. And that was uh, SEL week two upsets. I know <laughs> we went crazy. No, it's, it's okay. It's, I got time. I got time. I, I appreciate your answer. You, you got a great insight. Um, I would just feel very dumb if we put all these things up and didn't actually talk about it. No, Even yeah, if let's, we, go, let's do them. Let's do them. All right. Uh, Ambi wrote this one. Is Zane the next Armada? Yes. I say no. Uh, here we uh, go. This is what I was excited about. <laughs> and so I, 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 I put this after the upsets because I had a very specific point that I wanted to make, right? Um, which is that we've seen it both times with season one of SCL, season two of SCL, where Mango beats the guy and everyone goes crazy. And then Mango loses to the guy and everyone's like, eh. <laughs> and And <laughs> I, can only, I can only help but think of Armada. And of all the times Armada won like a big tournament, and it was just the normal thing to have happen. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to slowly feel that Zane is, is doing this to my brain, where I just sort of expect him to win. And then, like, whenever he doesn't win, it's like a royal flush. Like, no matter how important the tournament is, it's like, oh, my God, Zane lost. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, why every single set where someone beat Armada made our greatest sets of all time thing. Yeah, uh, okay. I, yeah I think that's a great point. And I think... The biggest difference between Zayn and Armada in my eyes is that if we were to talk about Zayn in this capacity, we would not have such a stir from him on Twitter. You know, when this inevitably gets tweeted out by Edwin, so we can get some, so we can get like twenty quote retweets on this. Thank you, IBW, for uh, <laughs> for, for interaction farming. For helping us interaction farm. Uh, like, it's like Zane an AI would never in, a, in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
You just aggro him. And- <laughs> <laughs> like Zane, Zane is such a like a he's not a blank person. He's got a great personality, but he would never treat us like Armada would treat us. Armada is very nice. <laughs> Armada Armada hasn't had any beef with melee stats, but I've definitely heard uh, some issues about how maybe a lot of sets where he lost are some of our favorite sets or <laughs> Zane does not complain about shit that most players complain about. And I think that's very special. That's why I don't think he's the next Armada. Look, I love Armada. <laughs> Armada is my favorite player. I was the guy who was excited when Armada won and not excited when Mango beat Armada in sets that I would call some of the greatest of all time. I was in the Royal Flush Hotel room. And I was like, yeah, but Armada could have won. <laughs> Like yeah, it, there, the it, it's, it's, man who's like, oh man, if if only the Patriots beat the Eagles or whatever. I will say, in, at, when we watch Royal Flush, we're actually getting ready to shoot a Bad Melee uh, podcast, and Dave was there, Kira, and we're all watching on like someone's phone, and it, it was so funny watching Dave. Like it, it would like Armado would take a stock and be like, Mango can't do it. He's watching. He will never. He will <laughs> never do this. And then Mango take a stock. And he's like, he's gonna do it. I can't believe this. And it was just back and forth <laughs> that whole time. And then he won. But I I I dead ass. Being even the literally the face of Mango's uh, fan is, I was like, he kind of played sloppy. Like Armada dropped some shit that he usually doesn't, and uh, I, even even I was that guy. So I I I feel you there, and I think that Zane is interesting because he is someone who is great, so great, and he does not give a shit about uh, the the same stuff that a lot of top players do. And that's that's so cool because he's just so secure. And I think that came out in the interview after their set too at SEL, where I was like, that you play Mango a lot, is that a problem? Like you give it away your secrets and shit. And that was just my like robot brain thinking about, well, you gotta win anyway, right? And he said, No, like I just want to play sick melee and it's for the love of the game. And I it broke me in half. I was like, This guy, this is this is so sick. Um, so in that way, I do think he's different from Armada who tends to value the W in a different way, but at the same intensity, obviously. Um, but I will say, Shang Tsung, right? Mortal Kombat. When Zane defeated Armada at Shine 2018, he Shang Tsunged his soul away from him. And he spiritually became Armada, and that's why Ambi is right. I dig it, I dig it. That's a what good interpretation. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think you're right in the aspect of, yeah, like, when Zane loses, that's big. That's how this is. And I don't particularly know if that's going to be the case in Lan, uh, in a world where he has to fight. Uh, like, like imagine a Summit 9 plup and a so uh, whatever, you know, take your take your pick for Leffen, you know, Evo 2018 Leffen, plus a Sheik, apparently. Uh, <laughs> plus H-Box, Clutchbox, real H-Box. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the occasional mango that we see it, like SCL, the first week of every SCL. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, do I think that every tournament he's goes in, he will be favored, like Armada was for a time? Yeah, but no, I think you're, I think you're around the money. Like, if Zane loses, it's fun, and it's not because I like to see Zane lose necessarily, but there's some magic in like seeing someone overcome this beast. That's sports. That's sports yeah. and sports competition. That is just seeing the underdog prevail. It's in our brains, you know, since we were in the caves. And uh, it sucks when you're on top because people wait and they and they kind of like twiddle their fingers waiting for that moment mm-hmm. so they can feel something. 
and your your failure brings them joy and it's a fucked spot to be in if you're zane or whoever well um, we might not see it end soon if we are truly in a division one fast meta now ambi when you sent me your ideas for topics uh this was like the most ambi topic i could have imagined division one fast baller meta so i'm gonna let you go off on this one because i i know you got yeah i mean i i it's not necessarily like a huge thing i just think that this is a this is sort of something that i've been thinking about with regards to the net play landscape as it differs from like the traditional land landscape uh and you know something that i can't help but notice when you look at the different like the people that are in each division is that there are seven fast fallers and zane in division one right now um <laughs> and i think that's very interesting because i feel like historically that was not necessarily the case you know like i, I think that for a long time you know you would hear shitters from like different game communities talk about melee about how it's just you know the space animals and it's just like you know 20xx blah 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 blah, blah. And, uh, you know, people would always be like, no, like, there's so much character variety in the game right now. It's, like, very interesting how, like, you know, like, you can play tons of different characters and, like, still have a lot of success. And I just think that it's so interesting that, like, the meta has shifted to be so fast follower centric at the top right now, except for Zane, who's, like, reaping the benefits of the fact mm -hmm. that, like, everyone is able to be eaten for breakfast by him, I think. Um so I'm just interested to see like what you guys think. If is this like a transient thing? Is this like something that will persist like after land comes back? I know that like a lot of floaty players complain that like the spacing is a little bit different and that like edge guarding is really hard on on net play. Um, all of this is like very like nebulous to me in my brain, but I want to know. Yeah, what you guys well, think. I think I think that it's a direct parallel to like Hbox when he was really dominant. You know, he was <laughs> Armada did him the favor of switching to Fox. And he was just shitting all over spaces, and then, um, you know, like, I don't know. I think, I think that things will be the same for sure. I think floaties will get farther, but I think they're pretty far away from kind of touching Zane at the moment, and that's just a feeling. Um, for take it for what you will. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, kind of something I brought up in the last point is that I, I think. Zane's current standing is like unmatched by anyone right now. You know, obviously the only close one is Mango, and even then, I don't think Mango has had a point of really being definitively number one in this era. But we are seeing a time where <laughs> Plup is like in Division Two or right outside of it, and just like hiding away. We might see him work his way up to Division One somehow. Uh, Axe, like I don't know what that dude's doing. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, we have not seen him in tip-top form recently. I'm not going to say that right now him who is, like, having trouble making it into SCL is going to beat Zane. That's not what I'm saying. But when you throw a bracket where you have Amsa, Wizzy, uh, Plop, Leffen, Sheik, maybe, like a, a uh, H-box in form, I don't think we're going to have the issue of, like, Man, every everyone in top eight's a spacey or anything like that. Like I think you're right. It's when people try to complain about it, they generally are pretty wrong. But yeah, I just think it's interesting that like specifically the spacies seem to not be getting hit with whatever plague is yeah. making <laughs> everyone not do well, right? You'd think it'd be more evenly distributed, but um I, I do well, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe they're finding out that their whatever mid tier character they're using isn't actually fun. Like 
it's fun on land, but when you actually have to like play it on lag or whatever, it's like, wait a second. I it turns out I only like being cheesy versus people. I I do think that the so there is a thing the floaties will have a delicious bountiful feast like fucking Beowulf when they come back to land because no one's picking up Peach, no one's picking up Luigi. All these net play youngsters that started the game, they're gonna be Falcos. And they're not gonna know how to wave dash out of shield. And it's gonna be these Peach players are going to eat well. And uh, that is something that is very interesting to me. Maybe they right. don't go farther because just in general, but they're going to collectively have a better time. Dude, Ices. We're all going to be losing to Ices. Oh, God. We're going to be like, how are we losing? They can't wobble, but like no one remembers how they work. <laughs> like, wait, which one of you am I supposed to even hit now? Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I think you're pretty right on the money. There's definitely like an ebb and flow to all of this. And uh, yeah, right now we're seeing like the, the grinders, right? Uh, and I think, I don't know, in Melee, maybe... I'm saying maybe because I'm not sure if this is right. And I don't want to get flamed. Uh, maybe the people who have like a heavily grinding attitude, like I want to play eight tournaments a week. Maybe those are the people who are naturally gravitated towards fast followers. Uh, and maybe the people who are like, I'll work my six figure job and then go to five majors a year and get top 60 or whatever. The maybe rainbow those people are that's the <laughs> like rainbow, the, the Keizu. It's all like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like maybe maybe those people are the uh you know the sheiks or the peaches or the puffs or whatever uh who knows yeah, but i think the, it's a good question to ask yeah the thing with this is that you get the ire of the spacey spires and the and the ire of the floaties so like, everyone's got ire it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> everyone's angry and pissed all the time at their characters because may when you lose in melee it feels like shit you get knocked around and it feels like shit and you get mad and that's why we need to take everyone's phone in a basket when we go to majors like it's the <laughs> fucking sat and you put it in a basket and no one could touch their fucking phone the real thing about this is that like so you're right you get mad but then you realize that you can't get mad but you're still mad it's not like ultimate where it's like fine i'll play rob now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're like stuck on a track <laughs> you like lose and you're like i guess i'll go fox now and then you're like no nah, i won't win as fox you like know it at the time it's like when you're a kid and you're angry and you like rationalize it it's like i shouldn't be angry right now but you're still so angry that you like can't stop this is the that's, curve that's this is the curve but he went with it and he just chose fox now yeah i don't know about that one man <laughs> i'm just saying I, I I don't know uh, what that guy's up to. I, I've seen a lot of people get some wins on him, but uh, who's to say? Who is to say? Um, our next topic, I guess, let's go into. I guess we have to talk about HBox this week. Can I be real? I don't watch the streams. I watch the clips. Um, but even then, I don't watch them a lot. I just kind of... I hear tales recounted of the screaming... And I say, I can imagine that. And I do. There's not even anything new, which is why the topic title is somewhat defeated. <laughs> uh, I don't have, like, he did pretty well versus Cody. It seems like he might win. He beat Lucky. Uh, but I feel like it is impossible to have a podcast about Melee on a week-to-week -week basis and not feel the need to at least in passing mention hbox and you know what that's called wheat it's called marketing yeah no he is uh 
what is it's it's the uh what does he say it's about the narrative or something he, he's uh controlling the narrative or something like that yeah sure yeah the fact that he is always on our mind is a testament to his impact you know on the scene in the past and currently and uh I guess props off to him for just being because like, here's the thing. Hbox isn't doing as well as he used to. And that's very obvious. But when he screams really loud and then pops off and this and that, and sometimes wins, we don't think about the fact that he doesn't do well nowadays as well as he used to. We think about all that other stuff. And he is like really good at understanding topics and what people will want to talk to him about, about him about and, and solving that. And that's what he did. No, okay, I disagree. Uh, this is not—he is not popping off to be like, "Hey, everyone, forget that I got three owed by Fable, double three stocked on Dreamland." This is not that. It's like a—it's like I'm watching Better Call Saul, right? I'm watching the the rise and fall of this player. Every single thing he's doing, there the eyes are on him, and, and it's it's canonized, right? When, when he pops off on Dark Gen X, that's a big moment. And it doesn't matter if he shouldn't be popping off by beating Dark Gen X uh, or beating Otez or whatever. Otez like, is the one I was going to mention. I it doesn't matter he pops that he off on <laughs> In the moment, we're there for it. I, I talked about it, I think this is last week, I talked about it like uh, speedrunning. It's like you want to watch the world record. That's why you watch speedruns. Sure. You might watch because that's chill to be in their stream and you just like the game. Yeah, but everyone's there because deep down they want to see the world record be beat while they're watching. But when you're HBox, everyone's watching for you to pop off. And unlike the world record, you can just do that whenever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's just whipping it out whenever. Uh, now, I I think it is weird that he keeps d- doing this. Uh, I don't hate it. I definitely think that this will be something that we have to reconcile at some point in the future. Like how much testosterone he seems to have. We might have to uh, do some tests on him at some point, but uh, I'm, I'm really curious if, <laughs> if he's going to keep doing this when land comes back. I mean, he yeah. was, he was but, like, right? he wasn't but, right. But, like, but, like, <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, because those ones were like offer, short but... work. I, I, I think the stream changes everything, right? He is literally alone and he's in his room and there's a chat that will react to anything he says. And that's how chats work. You say any emote and it'll just it'll start flying on the screen. And that temptation is too much for him. And if he was sweating a little bit uh, during a, a set with Otez, it was. or did yep. he, And like, you know what? Maybe this is what he always wanted to do, but he couldn't because he was at a venue. And that's my theory. So oh, it's shit. just all bottled up in HBox. Like you'd think he'd be <laughs> doing better rather than worse. If he was really like this pent up this whole time. There was now, an that, old, now that his demons are free. There's an old uh, like our SSBM thread about how popping off can maybe like deflate your power. And it's like you're releasing all this energy before you're finished. This in sounds your like run. a reptile. I know, I know, right? But I remember reading it. I remember reading it. it was years ago, and I was like, "Huh, this is like someone thought about this a lot." Because there's some paragraphs here, and um, I always think about that when I see people pop off not at the very end of you know the tournament, and I'm like, "Better watch out." A guy on Reddit said, "You go, <laughs> <Miss> some <laughs> of your energy." 
I uh, to tie this back into HBox, I always have this theory that like, did you ever watch H? I mean, obviously we all watch HBox sets. Did you ever watch HBox during a LAN HBox set? He would do like the weirdest stuff. He would roll his eyes if he was like down three stocks to two. Very or emotive, yeah. Uh, and I would always think to myself, I don't know if it's subconscious or if he's doing this on purpose i don't think he's doing it on purpose uh but maybe i'll write a reddit post about how he is and, <laughs> and someone will believe me uh but like there, there's you watch his face and you can just tell that he thinks he's doing horribly and then you watch the screen and he's like winning or something like that and, and the disconnect between that i don't know i've always wondered how does that affect the player sitting right next to him where he's like visibly shrugging and it's like <laughs> what headspace does that put you in as a competitor that has to play him. It, because, it is another thing to encounter. You yeah. Know? You have to process that. That's not bothering me a lot. Just as a player. Yeah. I really get pissed off when that's happening. I mean, like, if you watch just his reactions to playing, like, SFAT or whatever, you'd be like, oh, this guy's getting destroyed. But then you watch the stream, and he's up, like, 2-0, and is going to 3-0 him. Uh, and it's just so weird, the disconnect between that. I, I don't know. It's like, lulls you into a false sense of security if you just look at their emotions. I, I've always said that as in lands, you know, as the, the top eight continued, HBox looked more and more like, like, uh, he, he was like the guy in Shadow of the Colossus as you kept defeating Colossi and he just gets more like fucked up and raggedy and like, <laughs> like his shit gets torn. And, uh, it's like that. He just looks by the end of, by, by grand finals, he's like so drained. And I'm like, damn, the calories that this guy is spending, you know, on his brain, insane. But I think yeah. here, here's the thing. I, I think it boils down to, is it genuine? Is it not? Uh, that's what I think about a lot of all people. And I genuinely think I've spent enough time with HBox, at least in a professional capacity, to believe that when he screams, he actually does mean it. And now he's just an environment where not only is it accepted, it's rewarded. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a feedback loop, right? If yeah. I did something dumb and I got 40 subs for it, I'd be like, well, this can't be that dumb then. Yeah. Ludwig <laughs> drinks out of bidets to this day, hoping we'll pay him again. Mm. Like we did it. At, at we New might York. have to look into that. <laughs> we'll talk about this off stream. <laughs> I just did it. I just did it again. We're like, cool, man. All right. <laughs> Hmm, this seems uh this seems like a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Not a problem at all. Uh no, I would do it. I would do it too if I were him. That was the thing. I would always drink for that bidet for $40. I whenever yeah. I whenever I saw the video, I was like, "No, he's right. This is correct." Yeah. You just do that. The, the value yeah. is insane. <laughs> <laughs> imagine <laughs> Imagine if you just did that a couple times per hour. And that was your job. <laughs> there's those hypotheticals in eight hours a day <laughs> drink up a day you're at the bar after work what do you do oh man the game's on <laughs> let's watch that tinder profile yes yeah, some find some way to get around it small business owner <laughs> a plumbing expert <laughs> making moves, making moves. It, there was a i used to read the deadspin fun bag and there was always this hypothetical where it's like if your job for eight hours a day was to just push a red button every 10 seconds in a silent room um for just like a million dollars yeah some people's actual jobs would you do it and uh drew mcgarry the the guy who writes all the answers he's like absolutely the fuck not like you have no idea that would 
that would destroy you and you like it'd be cool for the first week and then you'd be like i can't do this um so yeah maybe but at least bidet water hydrates you so maybe what do i know yeah uh this is definitely an experiment and if uh ludwig.gg wants to conduct this experiment on someone then uh i'm a willing guinea pig but yeah. until then we'll send you the docusign you know all your <laughs> the waiver so it's just like some weird like skinner experiment or i'm just in a box drinking from a bidet <laughs> it's like mr beast really i mean he'll do that oh, before no. we do <laughs> yeah it's it's the race to see who can pay me to drink from a bidet <laughs> miss gifts in my dms right after this yeah <laughs> Uh, but until then, you know, we're going to keep doing this, uh, this little podcast and, and we got to talk about Europe this week. Unlike HBox, HBox didn't do anything this week. It's just, we are forced to talk about him. Uh, this week, Europe did a lot of stuff. We, we heard a lot about what's going on with their scene. Obviously they had the same circuit, uh, and the winner, well, the, the first place of the same circuit by this June is going to be invited to Smash Summit 11, probably the first, I mean, definitely the first important LAN tournament that we're going to see. That is huge news. Yeah. Um, it is, is it, is it the same group that did like Samelon? Like the, the wood cabin tournament in like the fucking Great North or something? Good question. Uh, is it, is it, the, I think they're Norwegian. The Brut guys are Norwegian, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. No, so, so this is like, Every, I think every like notable European scene gets one tournament, one like monthly tournament held in the last week of the month. Uh, so we already saw, Jesus is going to be testing me. I know we already saw Phoenix Blue. That's from Sweden. Uh, we are seeing Regen, which is from someone. Uh, Germany, UK, who knows? <laughs> I can point out the flags if you're up. It's all just Europe for me, me, unfortunately. You're usually the Europe guy in our group, so if you don't know, I don't think. Man, I I am a... I know know five European players, and that's it. But the point is (laughs) that uh, each, like, significant country gets their own little tournament. They, They run their own little, you know... Uh, net play tournament and then they have the people enter and then there is a point system for that uh, which I believe is rewarded at the end of the year there's there's going to be some land thing in Europe I believe but uh, for a little midway point we get the top player in there to be entered into summit which you know right now if you ask anyone who the number one player in Europe is uh, Leffen's the obvious answer but looking at the standings right now do you know who it is slime quick is pop it, quiz is it, is it Prisant? It's oh god! I, I wish, wish it was Prison too. I love Prison. Is it Pipsqueak? I, it's Pipsqueak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, in a scenario where I think the naysayers would bring up how Leffen has been uh, one-handed now, uh, and when he wasn't one-handed, he was on a box. Like, I, I think if you want to be an asshole about it, there's definitely <laughs> but like Prison uh, or got Prison on the mind. Uh, Pipsqueak, <laughs> legitimately, like one of the players to like make the biggest leap during this uh whole coronavirus and if we get to see him that would be huge he was uh he was prison's coach at smash summit nine and he went on like some yep. janky cardboard box controller and yep. uh <laughs> did some yeah. work i heard he's a he's he's a really nice guy too and he's extremely talented as well as prison um and 
I think I think they they are who I think of when I think of like the EU Fox in general, um, the Europe Fox, uh, also Prof. It's like it's just these like killers. Um, and I know that's such a general thing to say and ultimately means nothing. But I like the idea that if I like I don't expect them to do bad ever. When you know I'll expect I'm gonna say it again. No. To, <laughs> You know, maybe drop the ball once in a while. <laughs> um, and I just, yeah, that's really sick. Yeah. Pipsqueak. Uh, okay. Uh, this is going to be a fun little game because I will say something about Fox and then I will let Ambi correct me. Uh, but Pipsqueak seems very focused, uh, at least, you know, if you go on his Twitter and wade through the tweets. I follow him on Twitter. I don't block him. I don't mute him. Uh, you visit him like a house. Pipsqueak, pip I read your tweets. Don't don't take this wrong. Uh, but once you <laughs> wade through the tweets, you see him talk about how important reaction tech chasing is uh, off of whatever. It's not you know it's not just based on we know reaction tech chasing like mostly in the form of grabs and throws like uh, down throw reaction tech chasing a sheik or falcon or something along those lines. But uh, he has it a very important part of his game plan off of like anything. He will like narrow you at certain percents because it'll lead to a knockdown and he is more inclined to do reaction tech chase or he can do that again than up airing or whatever, which is more percent. Wow. Uh, and now we throw it over to Ambi to build on this and correct me on the things I'm wrong. <laughs> no, he's very, very good off of the knockdown, uh, even relative to the other foxes. Um, I've spoken about this a little bit in the past, but I think that like a lot of this is sort of a byproduct in all of Europe because of like sort of like the specter of how they used to play on PAL. Um, this is like the thing that jumps out at me uh, when you compare North American to European players is that um, North American players in comparison seem a little bit spoiled by how broken their characters are in comparison to the European players. Um, because like, you know, the European players, they get a hit and they'll, they'll do everything off of it possible. Like there's definitely this big, big attitude of like, if there's a good thing to do here, you have to do it. Um, Compared to America, where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, just do the cool thing, like yeah, just, just hop up there immediately to mind. Lucky's the yeah. kind of guy who's yeah, he'll yeah. like he'll win neutral a couple more times because he wanted to. Yeah, know? and like like it's not a knock on on the American players at all because it's like they they overcome like their unoptimized parts of their game by being better at the game, um, <laughs> which is like perfectly valid, right? Um, but I think that Pipsqueak to me is like sort of like the top of the hill for a European. Um, like perspective on the game because uh i think that he really really tries to play fox like fox is the most broken shit in the whole game uh and being really good off of knockdown is sort of like one of the the many things that that comes to mind off of it like i think the big thing for me is like watching him versus falco like he'll hit falco and then he will just continue hitting falco and it's 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 bizarre it's just like He'll get you to the top platform and then he'll knock you down on the top platform and then continue to tech chase you on the top platform. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, like, I thought this was over. Usually yeah, he'll it's like over. F tilt on the top platform to get a knockdown. And then like it's just it's, it feels like nonsense half the time, but it's just like I, very much like thinking about specific situations and trying to get like a little bit more value out of all of them. So is that so that that idea is nothing new, right? There have always, I think since the game started, people who are like identifying the best thing to do all the time forever but what makes him different applying yeah, this I mean, idea it's just like being successful for, there's like a spectrum right when i when i talk about players like this right where i think that it's it's sort of fallacious to to 
put them in two boxes because they're not really two bins of players, right? They're not like uh, people like to meme that there's like heart and mind players or whatever, but it's really like more of a gradient where like some players like have flow charts for like a lot of situations, but like there's still some stuff that they wing really well and like they'll rely on their intuition for specific things, one versus the other. Um, and I think the thing that jumps out to me about Pipsqueak's play specifically is that he really feels like he has everything thought of when you when you watch him play, right? It's very much like it, it, not a lot of it feels like he's improvising, right? Uh, compared to other players who like you might see them be like generally flowcharty type players, but then like have some situation where they like do something that probably was not the best, but was like sort of improvised. Um, I think Pipsqueak jumps out at me just as being like very uh very focused on like all the little situations more than other players would probably be um and you know like this, this is just my perspective right so i'm, I'm sure that like someone's gonna you know reply to me and be like you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. <laughs> or like pipsqueak pipsqueak said this <laughs> um but but yeah. i think that uh i think he's very very dedicated to uh getting value out of the situation uh yeah compared to other players he is uh i mean like you can go on his twitter and like I said, wade through all the tweets. Uh, but he will talk about these really micro moments and how important they are. Uh, and, and of course, like a lot of people are doing that, but he'll be like, jump into laser or something like that. And then you act faster than whatever. Abby, can you help me out with this one? What is uh, it? You don't generally want to jump into laser. Jump into like, shine. <laughs> what was it? It was jump into dare. Jump into Falco dare. Oh, yeah. At, at yeah. a higher, and then you land because it, like, it yeah, doesn't knock you down. Yeah, and you can shine them out of it. <laughs> Yeah, I do that on unranked with Jigglypuff. Eventually. If you're playing Jigglypuff on unranked, do that. They jump jump into Falco Dare and then rest. It'll just work. Trust oh, they me. call that the envy. They, yeah, I'm I believe sorry. It. Yeah. You might have got that. No. Oh, okay. Listen, really quick. It, I thought of a tech. I thought of something. Me. And that I thought of this a long time ago. And I believe I'm the first one ever. It's if you're playing basically any character against Falco, you take a laser. Or no, no, you don't take a laser. When you know a laser is going to come out, you taunt and let the laser Ooh. hit you. And then you react immediately after take laser. So you do you do take it. But you do it, you taunt them, and you let them cancel. And I found this out because I go for a lot of falcon punches. And a lot of times I get lasered out of my falcon punch and get to act. I call it the taunt laser cancel. <laughs> I like no it. one has thought of that. I have to implement that. That's pretty good. The TLC. So if anyone out a, there, you got to have a good taunt for this to be a good tech. The Falcon has a good taunt. Ganon, I think, would be really good at using this. Ganon would be a great because the yeah. sound comes out frame one. Fox yeah, would be a yeah. little bit hard. It's just like very subtle if you if you hit it with Fox. But Falcon. Um. Yeah. Another another aside. This and I think I thought of this because I I recalled an old old money match versus it was SK versus Ringler. This was, I believe, a first to five uh, for $500. This is when Ringler started out, and he was bad. And he thought that he was he was the shit. And Ringler, as we all know, is, is rich. And so he, he says to SK, this Fox player from SoCal, he's like, money man, $500. He's either best of five or first to five. But as I, as I was told, as I was told the recollection of this set, is that it was a complete stump. And on the final game, SK was taunting more than he was L-canceling. <laughs> and and then beat Ringler and then bought really nice shoes with the five hundred dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, yeah, I've heard stories of uh like doing ASDI down while you're taunting and then I, I don't know, man. I I, I That's that's I useful sometimes. 
I was going to say, I assume it, it sounds useful, but like, if we don't see, you know, uh, Leffen doing it all the time, it's like, I'm sure that it's not extreme. At Genesis 4, Mango up, up, up bead to dodge Leffen's up smash. And in Fox Falco on his last stock, he did that shit. And, and one of the greatest of all time. This is the kind of tech that it will emerge in those moments only by only the chosen few. That's all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I've definitely seen Cobol sets where he just like firefoxes. And it's like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when this like person has a bunch of hitboxes around them? You can hit them, of course. You gotta, you gotta be ready. But like the second you try to do it, then he just like, he either goes over here or he hits you or something like that. Like, I think I would get extremely tilted by anyone who is like firefoxing in neutral. Uh, the, the wiggle snarf. The, uh, but not the even the wiggle snarf. Right? Isn't the wiggle snarf like then landing into the ground and doing something out of that? Yeah. No, I think I would, I would like get hit by it and then I would like try to lab it. <laughs> like the dumbest thing in the world, like the easiest. It, you know, it depends. It depends. Because what comes to mind here is Slocks. So Slocks used to do this against Marth players where he would side B into them with Fox. Um, and if they could react to his side B, then he would stop doing it. And if they couldn't, he would just keep doing it. He would like dash dance and then side B at them. And I remember him doing this to several Marth players in New England and then being like, you can't react to side B. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, either way, the game is still yet to be solved. With sources like me and Slocks, who knows what's possible. Two greats of the game. <laughs> Slime and slocks. <laughs> Truly, what is going to take melee to the next level? Uh, and you know we have slime in the scene, which what is our mean? next little topic. Uh, I believe that's going to be you waxing rhapsodic about uh, you know what is the scene looking like right now? What's the future of the scene? This is basically something that you've uh, been doing for the entirety of this episode. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Yeah. Amy, was there anything specific that you wanted to ask Slime or get his opinion on? Uh, well, I think more just in general. Um, something that I think is is just very interesting about your, like, sort of career trajectory within Smash is that I feel like you've touched, like, a lot of different areas. And I feel like you, you have, like, the most interesting perspective on, like, content in general in the scene. I think a lot of people sort of just, like, wing it. But I think uh, specifically with stuff that you're a part of uh, – there's a lot more deliberation on like how to get people engaged. And I think that's a, you know, like what, what, what brought you to have like the perspective that you have about, about content. Cause I think that that's like definitely now by, by content. Do you mean like recorded video content in specific? Well, no, just or, like anything, right? Like, sure. I think that like you, you really do touch like a bunch of different mediums in your time in, in the community. And I think that that's uh, something that makes you stand out from other people. I think that this, it's weird because I think there's always been this part of me that thinks this is all kind of stupid in the way that like my dad would tell me that playing my dad once visited me for uh, for Christmas. And I remember I was playing Doom uh, 2016 at the time. And I was just like, you know, I was taking a couple days off work. He was hanging out at my place and I'm um, just playing this game a couple hours a day and he would make fun of me. And he'd say, you're wasting your time playing. And I'm fucking 26 years old. And I was like, and I, I, I got mad at him. But that thing, he, that has always been my life. So I've always had this preconceived notion that at the end of the day, this is all really stupid, even though I love it, even though I love all of this. And like, I've given so much 
time into like melee and dota and other games and like the in return melee has given me literally everything in my life um and but and there was always this feeling and that became a source of like i guess perspective that allowed me to be comfortable doing things like that like slime on the scene if i if i just not to knock him but if i'm firepuff 12 that doesn't get made because he could never try to tell Plup he was in a Pornhub, you know, comment <laughs> section or something. He couldn't do that. And me being able to, like, I guess respect human beings, but also call what they're doing stupid in a way that is clever and somewhat respectful. And I think it's like that that always gave me a perspective of what I did. And that drove everything. When I got a job at BTS, you know what I didn't like about my job at BTS was on show days is getting people to do shit they didn't want to do, like Mafia. It it, it cracked my soul open and because I didn't believe in Mafia because I thought, oh, we're just getting people on camera. It's fucking, they don't want to do it. We're like, you know, we're just dr drawing out this broadcast. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, but, and that be that was like a source of, of, I guess, creativity in that perspective, but also like pain and frustration. And now... I've kind of turned all I've turned my gears around and I think it's just cause like living with Ludwig, like I've seen him turn so much into like all from the idea that it's okay to watch things and it's okay to be entertained and, and care about stuff that your dad doesn't think is cool. And uh, yeah. And that's why I started taking commentary more seriously, you know, in the past couple of years and I don't know, but that's where it came from thinking mm -hmm. that this was all stupid. I kind of, I kind of get it. I feel like part of me really gets that. It's an important, you know, thing that you have to realize when uh, you constantly. I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself here. Uh, it's important that you have to realize when I'm constantly lying to coworkers about like where I'm going for this weekend. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, no, there's. A, I got like friends in L.A. that I gotta see as I'm in Ontario, oh. California. <laughs> traveling wow i every fucking time dude i had to tell my boss at my like my old job where i was going for the weekend she asked me stuff and like she's so cool and like just like, the most normie human being in the world and I'm, dude my my roommate when i moved to to socal he was uh he was like a, a 40 something year old like dude who just he was the most he like he loved avengers movies and mimosas and he was the sweetest human being ever but i'd walk out of the of the apartment with my crt in my hand every week to go to a local and he'd be like every time like so why don't you just get like one of the flat ones and i'm like <laughs> every time i'd be like no we play on the old it's the old ones it's like the old games and it was like fuck dude there is a shame to this and not only a shame but a, an extreme explanation we, we all we always have this joke where it's like if it like we go through the 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 starbucks drive-through and um like let's say the the barista or the person at the in the cashier window is like oh how'd you guys like uh you guys live together or something like that and then then nick has to go like yeah, okay, so in 2004, this guy, Ken, found out that you can upthrow Falco on FD and you catch him again. <laughs> it's like, that's where it's all got to start. And it sucks. I feel like that's like, 
I think that really is what makes it feel like a like a subculture still. Even now, the fact that like the game is like relatively large compared to like earlier times in its history, because like I feel like if you don't get it, it's so dumb, right? I think this is like <laughs> yeah. a, this is like a consistent thing with like the stuff that Melee Stats puts out because it's like it all just looks so ridiculous, right? I think uh, the Michael Bananas example I think is sort of my favorite, where it's just like two people on FD not doing anything, and there's a crowd. And they're cheering <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck is happening? This is so ridiculous. I must continue watching. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely like an aspect of shame that is runs through all of Melee Stats content. It's like, I love <laughs> this thing. I look, dude, I get it. No, I know. I know. I know. Hear me out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You got to do the hear me out. But it's not even like convincing. Like, if you talk to the Alston Melee boys, you'd be like, yeah, damn, I never really, I don't know what this Melee thing is. They love it. It seems cool. But you'd, <laughs> I would go on like a rant, like a non-confident rant. I'd be like, I mean, it's important, right? It's like, you <laughs> learn a lot of things about yourself and you get to see the world. Like, I would. Yeah, I yeah you try to validate and, and qualify all these things, dude. Uh, you know what changed I just sound me forever? Like a, like a recruiting high schooler for the military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, you're trying to convince someone that what you are doing and spending thousands of hours of your life involved in is not weird. And there's this pretext that it is weird. And I think that's something we all grapple with. Something I will never, ever forget is I was at a tournament in Walmart when I was like a teenager Walmart in my town held a, a Halo tournament and it was 4v4 uh, like LAN literally on the Xbox. It was sick. And um, my friend Will kept running us over in the Warthog and laughing and he thought it was funny. We're so fucking mad at him. But I'm playing. We're playing Halo uh, and it's Blood Gulch and I hear someone behind me. We're all standing. There's no chairs. It's very poorly put together. I hear someone behind me. Is this woman behind me. She's like with her husband or something and she's folding her arms because I looked and she said, this is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. And I was like, oh no, is this stupid? Oh no. And it sucks, dude. Those moments, they stick with you. And the same shit my dad would say, it's like, man, but maybe there's a chance that it turns out that it becomes a source of your power and you make slime on the scene and then you become Ludwig's friend. I care so, so deeply about what strangers think of me. <laughs> it sucks, it's, right? Why are we like this? I don't get it, man. Like, I remember, name drop, I remember being with Cyrox at Shine 2017. And I was talking about like, yeah, man, I like take off my badge immediately as I leave the venue. I, I don't want anyone to see me walking around with a badge on. I just can't imagine wearing all this gear around a city. And then Edwin, like, who is in our group, but for some reason is like speed walking ahead of us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, Edwin's he, embarrassing you guys. Okay, he just like <laughs> needs to get to the sushi place first, just by the fact that we're all going there. Uh, he turns around at that moment, and he is wearing a shine volunteer shirt, a shine hat, and his lanyard. <laughs> and it's like, and and his I keep calm. It. I'm a gamer T-shirt. <laughs> I don't get it, man. I I like my brain is wired differently. If you like something a lot, you need to feel shame for how much you like it. Yeah, but also that, like, I think every time I hear that, you know, I like, every time I explain why I like Melee to people, they're always captivated, not because I'm fucking charming or anything, but it's because there is lit, I am just brimming with excitement for something I can barely explain, and people like that shit. People love when you love something, 
and that is a, a very positive, contagious thing of melee. So I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Man. I think a lot of the passion just comes from the fact that you have to be willing to grapple with how weird it looks from the outside, right? Like that's what I think is really cool about the whole community is that like you really have to like it enough to to put up with the fact that it's so weird. Um, you know what I mean? It's like it needs to like overcome all of the feelings, which is like I think it's a, a very captivating part of the game. They, so in in terms of like the other side of it, uh, you said I've like touched a lot of parts of this 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 weird gigantic elephant that is melee, and I have and I've seen I've seen out a lot of the sausages made, and I I will reiterate it. Tos just need to get they need to fucking hire a sales consultant. They 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 do not know how valuable it is to have someone to have a stream that 50,000 people watch for eight hours straight. That is huge. That's huge. And they need to know how much that's worth and what, how to negotiate that kind of shit. And they can start to really earn, they can make a, a sustainable ecosystem for this entire system of that, that goes to everybody if they so choose. Um, one day, one day I'll be able to tell all, but I know some shit that would make your fucking head spin boys in terms of how, how money has been hidden away from the people who deserve it the most. Um, but we don't have to live like that anymore. You know, it's just these TOs got to really step up, figure out how to monetize their shit. Because if Ludwig can fucking have people knocking on his door, people should be knocking on, you know, for instance, Genesis's door all the time for that viewership. Yeah, this is something that Taffo used to say, like, way back. Like, I remember this is one of the first things that, like, he became, like, like industry-pilled after he moved to, uh, to <laughs> yeah. working at sports full-time instead of being at, at JPL. He was like, I don't understand why all these people are not selling ads better. <laughs> like, and, Or just... at what price? It, it's hard. You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to know it. It's a skill. That's why people – that's why they're sales positions because these people have a very specific set of, like, soft skills that – you don't know what it's like. Like if you fuck things up with a client because you say one thing wrong, now you're out however many thousands of dollars. And TOs who are usually melee players, are they socially the best people all the time? Probably not. And that's okay. But that means find a specialist, find someone who knows exactly what they're doing, pay them and get money back. And it's hard pill to swallow, but it's, it's doable. I promise you it's doable. Okay, uh, I think we're close enough away, or far enough away from the group therapy session that we almost ran into, mm. uh, like ten minutes ago. So, <laughs> I think we're in a little uh, bit of a bit of a bit our headspace. Um, we got some questions for you. So, yeah, anyone in the chat, if you want to drop some questions, we're gonna go through some questions that we had through our Patreon. Uh, but after that, if we have any good ones in the in the Twitch chat, we can probably read those out. So the first one, what's good, homie? what is good well it's good homie. superman does good i do well homie ah uh, let's special. see okay um hmm, i love the patrons these questions kind of suck all right, all right. I, I do think that some of them were okay but i think a lot of them were memes uh 
pick an okay one because I've got one from Chroma right here. Uh, what deep dive into SoCal melee lore would you want to see as a melee stats video? What a great, great question. I'll let you guys answer first. No, this is you. You don't know the SoCal lore. You gotta help us. Oh, it's that. just for. Oh, okay. I need to hear about how Ang the Avatar <sighs> beat Didi or something, and how that was the best set of all time. Um. Pepis FD has been covered it quite extensively, but that would be my first go-to, uh, selfishly. But I also think uh, the SoCal Arcadian, in which Wieners was projected to absolutely destroy the tournament, and it ended up being Rock Leland on his ice climbers taking the entire thing. And Trike, Trike also... TOing the tournament intensely and then giving probably one of his best performances on the sticks ever. Um, oh, it's Kobayashi. My bad. I, all the San Diego Ices are the same. Even Dr. Light. They're all one human being to me. Uh, I think that'd be really sick. I think... Uh, uh because I'm new school, right? So there might be some really old school shit that I'm not even around for. Uh, Mangohan, if anyone played old net play, they know about Mangohan. That guy was a, a terror. Um, I guess you could also do... Uh, uh, no, you should, no, you shouldn't do that one. <laughs> give, me, give me five more seconds. Five more seconds. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, you could, you know what you could do? Squid versus Kira playing over a oh, hundred tournament sets yeah. in like a year. And, and literally, cause Squid had a spreadsheet. We talked about it on the SCL broadcast uh, the other day, but it was crazy. It was like the, it was the all time uh, classic of SoCal. And uh, it was sick. So yeah, those are those are my picks. That'd be pretty cool. To look Absolutely. At. If it's Squid, it lives. I, I think it's still around. Squid, Squid, <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the true spreadsheet fucks. Uh, <laughs> I forget who called us a spreadsheet fuck in, in the beginning, but uh, wasn't it Curly? I feel like it was Curly. Or it maybe could be Curly. Curly assigned himself that role. Fucks. It was one, one of that. <laughs> Speaking of Curly, I'm not sure if he's one of the people who have antagonized you on on Twitter. He tends to do a good job of being chill and then antagonizing like Leffen or something. Uh, Curly is very funny. I, I think Curly <laughs> is one of the funniest people ever. And uh, Curly does not fuck with me on Twitter, but only in Twitch chats, which I, <laughs> in a way, I respect more. I I definitely see him poking around where he shouldn't be sometimes on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I respect it. Uh, he's got a question. I didn't know if this was a true question or not until I said that they gave us bad questions and he got mad. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if Riot made a platform fighter that, paid, that played almost identically to Project M or Project Plus... Would that help or hurt the melee scene? I think it would ultimately hurt it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's maybe that scene becomes like maybe the melee scene just all goes over to the next game. <laughs> it, it would have to be so sick because not yeah. even like Mango likes P plus, you know, like there's something about melee that is, is timeless and, and weird like Brood War, you know, you don't want to play a new game. You want to play Brood War. You want to play Melee. 
And I think that the diehards will stay, but the, it'll be severely diminished. And this new game will explode and flourish and mm-hmm. won't, uh, you know, it'll be just different. And I think it will fracture the scene. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be horrible that first year. Uh, Cause it's like, well, I could fly to this melee tournament or I could go to this thing, get 17th and get $2,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, I mean, I, I think you're right. And, uh, the thing with melee is that it's like so passion oriented in the specific way uh, where like we talked about having shame for it, not being able to explain it, but like the way that I would explain it to people who don't understand it was it's like, it gives me serotonin. I don't know why, but my brain feels very good when I am playing or watching it. Uh, And I think that just is what it comes down to is for so many melee players. It's like you talk to, you hear these stories about Street Fighter or whatever, and then like each pro is like, yeah, I mean, uh, Alpha 2 was my favorite game, or CVS 2. It's like they all have their favorite that they haven't played in 10 years or whatever. It's got no C in. Uh, but they just they play the new one. They, that's they what have they do. to they play, play the new one. one. Yeah. And, that's and what they Melee, envy about us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Melee doesn't have that. So like, we could return to form. Would we ever hit a thousand person tournaments again? I, I think that's maybe not the case. Uh, I don't know. We have Mario and Pikachu. Like that is that is it's something huge. that Riot cannot have. <laughs> I don't know unless they. Buy I mean, we don't even have Pikachu them, kind of. You know, like. But when we stream on Twitch, where there's yeah. Mario and Pikachu in the banner, I know what you mean. We it's own like them. icons. I mean, people like to say icons sucked because of so many things but it's also like there was a blandness to it and that's it's hard to capture like smash was a knockout because of the ip and that is such a fucked reality to have to grapple with because the ip is owned by people who just literally don't know how to use reddit you know (laughs) and uh uh-oh uh one guy one that we got from twitch chat uh which i will put slightly more tactfully then it was raised in Twitch chat. Uh, is uh, what are your thoughts on Golden Guardians branding and its new involvement in the melee community as of late? I think they're pretty hype. I think that I mean, okay, so I am I am your resident, your neighborhood esports disliker. Everything about it makes me sick. The the fact that it's like it's trying to be like normal sports, my dad would be furious, uh, <laughs> and thus I am ashamed. Um, the idea that it's so sales based in that, like, you know, okay, so starting an esports team is a losing endeavor. It really is. You're losing money unless you're established and you have like this this sweet drip of investor money that think their gamble is going to pay off. And there is a an unease with that I that so many of these teams are based on rich people gambling on them, uh, and that pisses me off. And then you have to sell Doritos, and that pisses me off sometimes because. You know, that's just a part of the machine. So no saying all that and knowing all that, I think the Golden Guardians approach has actually been pretty understanding of what melee means to the people that play it and the people that represent it. And they have done a good job of I, they are doing the best out of everyone uh, as a new team because it's as it's like you have to be a little cringe to do this, but they're the minimum amount of cringe. And I think it's really hard to do. That's pretty fair, actually. Yeah, yeah pretty well put. <laughs> Any other good questions you see? Uh, let, me, let me dig through. 
If you guys in Twitch chat have a good one, which is not about Riot, we should not have asked that question. We should have picked another company that wasn't Riot. <laughs> yeah, now the satellite orbiting the Earth will laser all of our houses at once. <laughs> Maybe this is a good way for us to go out. Just screaming about how much we love Melee while the, being incinerated. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably what's going to happen to me. Uh, no, I think I'll probably have a heart attack while watching some... Uh, if, if I'm lucky, it's watching Mango in something. The big fish, but it's not on a toilet. Sure. You get the reference? Is that from the movie Big Fish? Yeah. I do not get the reference then. I'm sorry. All right. It's all right. It's all right. I, don't I just feel like... I feel like you should have got it. It's all right. Look, I don't, I, I don't get them all, okay? All right. Here's a, here's a decent question. How do you think international players, not necessarily from Europe, will fare, and how should they overcome the challenges they face, such as AMSA and Sput? I don't know if we'll be seeing Spud anytime soon. Yeah, but. I mean, this is a, a, a question that is is very interesting and probably pretty sad if you want to talk about it. One, I'm not sure if Spud is playing Melee currently. Uh, and two, this it'll probably be a while before we see any real, significant, non-European international competition that isn't AMSA. Uh, and, and that's not even a knock on the player base, right? That's like... Dude, I'm not sure if Brazil is vaccinated enough to send Eisen Gobey over. Uh, which is, that's yeah. the sad part of it, uh, which I guess we don't need to get into, right? We already live in such a depressing environment that, like, we can live in this fantasy world where when we have a major, everyone could come. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the dream. Um, I, I think that uh, if, if Josh Mann makes it out, I think he's up next. I think I, I am a believer. Yeah. We had a we had another uh, segment planned for this where we buy and sell stuff that we forgot to add to the overlay and then forgot about. Well, no, it's an yeah. Edwin Budding stock exchange, and Edwin Budding's not here currently. Oh, yeah. that's a fun uh, idea. We were gonna ask buy or sell on on Sora. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, bye bye. Yeah, bye, 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 bye. I almost didn't want to do it because I think all three of us were gonna be buy, but I would buy. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was one of the questions. He's sick. I, I do think Spud. It was interesting how Spud. Uh, you know, he he got voted into Smash Summit eight, and it was like, I I thought he would have done better, and that sounds kind of really harsh, right? But the way Spud makes you feel about melee when he plays it, you're just like, this this guy is the greatest thing ever to occur, and and he makes you believe in that that feeling, you know, pure emotion when he when he does the combos he does, and um. I just I, I miss I miss that I miss feeling that way about uh about Spud in particular, um, but also the land environment where it's like Spud got in a summit Spud got in a summit or <laughs> or there the X is going to this tournament you know and it's something I can't wait for but like we'd said it's it's longer than than you know everyone getting vaccinated in the summer in the U S it's like okay cool well what about everyone else and, you know, sucks. I'm surprised that there's not like an Aiden shaped door or a hole in your door from mentioning Spud. No, that only happens when you say Daki three times in the mirror. <laughs> Aiden appears. He just he just says Daki's sick, and then he just leaves the house. <laughs> uh, can we get a cameo from Aiden before this episode's over? You want one? 
I would he's love playing. one. Let me see if he's playing Valorant. Hold on. Uh, in the meantime, we can just uh, talk about whatever. Uh, one point, this is not about the international uh, you know, world. This is about... Uh, you talked about like rich people gambling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I think like the current landscape is always going to be based on whether or not we are living in a moment where rich people think they can make money off of stuff. Uh, that's just how it is. Maybe it's always been like that, right? But like, yeah. increasingly, the ideas are more dumb to an obvious extent. Like, I have a movie pass card in my wallet still because I knew at the time that that was dumb. And I knew that it wasn't going to last, but I know that they called themselves the Uber of movies or something in a VC meeting, and they got enough (laughs) millions of dollars to make it last. And I will cash in on that. And speaking of Uber, that could die. I like, I think, you know, there's a possibility where we have all these rides that are convenient and relatively cheap, uh, and then go back to taxis or something when eventually they haven't made any money or something. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, it's all about like understanding when rich people have put millions of dollars into something very dumb and just embracing it, but also understanding that's dumb. And uh, like, that's something that we went through in 2016, right? When it's like, damn, who's cloud nine going to sign next? Are we going to see cloud nine lucky? Right. Like, I don't think at the time we realized how dumb that was. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And I think that people are still that dumb, you know, your average <laughs> melee enjoyer, uh, even though they're the pictures of the guy with the the Chad, you know, <laughs> jaw structure, is that it's still like, it's still all a pretty Far Cry. But I I do think that that's why Golden Guardians is this really interesting thing because yeah. they are backed by a very established and understood idea of making money. You know that the the NBA teams make money, and that's pretty good. Because they know how to make money in, in a different department, and they can apply these resources that have never before been applied to to a melee team, and uh, that is kind of it's it's like a shining beacon of hope for creating a rubric in which other teams that aren't as you know resource backed, but to be more lean and smart to do the same thing. Just cool. Yeah, I, I mean, like like I said in 2016, we didn't realize how good we had it. Uh, we kept expecting, like, what's the next big team that's going to get into Melee? And it was dumb, but that kind of was happening. Every big team for a time uh, was trying to dip their toes into it. Or, you know, maybe behind the scenes, the big ones that didn't dip their toes were figuring it out. Uh, and I think, like, we definitely got to a period where that was not the case. And still isn't the case, really. So I think it's cool. Like, we can appreciate this for what it is now, right? Like, we, we aren't... Uh, so involved in this always happening where we take it for granted. I think when people saw like Toph and Nun and PP get signed by this big team, it's like, wow, this is very cool. Like, I don't think that this would have happened in 2019 or something. Right. Yeah. Well, there's also this feeling of like, Oh boy, get the bag fellas. Cause this ain't going to last. Cause we've seen this a lot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's what I hope. We just have to hope, fight on that lie, <laughs> that that this time it'll be different. Yeah, mean, what's the, the one joke that I I tell people? It's like, you know, you either die the hero, or you live long enough to scam money from VCs. 
<laughs> Dude, that is so funny because it's true well i i will say like it's not all scam like sometimes the gamble pays off but it's also these vcs man they just they they throw they have 20 bets going at a time and they're not stupid stupid they like maybe they don't understand what counter-strike is but they know they know what a a, a good money-making endeavor looks like and have seen them before so it's weird. They're stupid in ways that actually aren't important that they're stupid in. At least from what I've been told. Because I don't know any VCs. Nor do I. I, don't I, I think uh, Melee is always going to be a gamble worth taking in like ebbs and flows, right? I, I think that we will run into times in the next... If we last 10 years, I, well, I'm sure we're going to run into times where it seems a little dire, and then I'm sure... Three years later, people are gonna be like, "I'll put a lot of money into that. I'll see how that's gonna work out." Yeah. Uh, like people, I think it's it's gonna be a horse that's gonna be continually gambled on. Which right now they're paying, so we gotta we we have the like mindset that this is not gonna last, which maybe we did not have at the big esports bubble. <laughs> so and we have some clarity here, which is much needed in these parts. Oh boy. What's the Aiden Sitch? I messaged him. I said, come upstairs. They want a cami. I'm going to go all this out. I'll be right back. I'll, be right. All right, I'll talk to him. How's the show? It's going good. How is it going for you, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well. How is your uh, 64 ounce water bottle? Oh, where are we at? I filled it up before the show and I drank 11 milliliters. So not, not, not a crazy amount. Yours doesn't have the dumb things where it says like 7 a.m. start chugging. I specifically do not want to buy those because mine has the times, which like do not reflect when I wake up every day. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought like the ones that are like, oh, this is torture. I don't want to do this. <laughs> it's definitely based on the idea that no one likes to drink water. Well, hello, oh, my. Hello. Who is this? What's up? My good friend, What's up, dude? Aiden. This is so sick. This is a crossover episode. <laughs> Two for one. And look at you. I didn't even know who this was. This buff dude walking in. Yeah, fucking this shredded, you know. <laughs> Slightly less twiggy than I was. What's going on? You got facial hair now, too? Yeah, this is just laziness. So. Yeah, no, I feel dude, bad. I my, mom, to... my mom just commented about it. My mom called me, and she's like, are you shaving in a goatee? And I'm like, no, it just doesn't grow in here. <laughs> it's just how it comes in. I think I'm gonna next time I see you, you're gonna be like Dark Rain too. Oh, that's the that's the goal. That's the dream, I want to look like Dark Rain from that Evo, dude. I want to see if it works out. But yeah, what's funny, what's going on? So is this is this cameo? Am I just showing up? Or are we like talking about some shit? Oh, we can talk here. Uh, we're like two hours. What in, is what is so. Timmy's chances at the European spot of the qualifier? <laughs> <sighs> Don't make me do Timmy like that, man. <laughs> I think I think like realistically, I, I I we can say it like right now. So Leffen doesn't count for this. It'll be announced like officially soon. But Leffen's just going to be invited no matter what. Oh shit! Um, okay, so Leffen, like, take Leffen out of this equation. Damn. Um, okay, now I feel like Timmy could actually do it. Wait, he can't. He can't qualify as box Leffen, right? <laughs> he can't just be as two a different spots player. He, get, he gets two spots in Summit: box Leffen and normal Leffen. And then if they, he has, he has to play himself, 
at some point. Um, but I, dude, I think Timmy's chances are, I, I think like Timmy's really good and he's like at that, like kind of tier two of Europe for sure. But I think it, it's like from performances across the past few months, it's like, it's honestly hard to imagine it being anybody, but pipsqueak or triff or maybe frenzy. I think right. Stetchy could do it. Here's, if his here's, school here's my question. I love this. This is like when you try to make fun of someone and they are just like too passionate to get made fun of. It like bounces right off. It's like if you try to make fun of Edwin for like liking Dream Theater, it doesn't work because then he yeah. goes on about how great Dream Theater is, and you're having to sit there and listen to it. I love this, and I just you love have so much you, man, passion for Timmy. <laughs> All right, how about this? Timmy's how about this? Awesome. I, have, I have another good one for Aiden. Uh, does Ice come back for Smash World Tour? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I think so because he's playing right now, right? We were, I mean, we talked about he this. He went to one today. tournament. He entered the last one. He's entering Regen, right? Mm-hmm. I think the thing with recent. Ice. So, so me, like, I, I, I consider Ice like a good friend. Um, and we were sitting next to each other at Genesis during Top Eight. And and we talked to each other in the venue like earlier in the weekend too because it was just like watching his whole run through bracket because it'd been a while since he entered something in the states. I think we I watched think. him play Daki. Yeah, we watched him play Daki. Daki almost fucking won too. It was I so know, sick. dude. It's so sick. And then um and then later I think we just like talked about like what he's been up to and like how he's been dealing and stuff. And I think it's funny because people see him as inactive and like maybe stepping away from the game. But when he talks about melee and like what's he what he wants to do with his life, it's still all about like playing melee and like being a top competitor. And I think the way he's just approaching competing has changed. Like it has to be different in his head. Like the frequency of competition must matter a lot less to him somehow. Um, because it's still very it's very clearly on his mind still. And he still practices and he still streams, so he still cares. Um, I think just the rate at which he enters stuff has like changed dramatically. And I, I think we can like see it through the way he like talks about the game and like the things he's been through in the past few years and the way he's like trained and approached it. Um, I think he's just like really, really big about mentality and like competing when he feels right. And uh, I think we'll see him. I think we'll see ice for like a long time to come. He just kind of enters at his own pace now. That's a good take. Yeah. <laughs> That's an Aiden take. This is fun. It's like uh, a shot to come, right? This is uh, there's going to be an Aiden episode. We haven't planned I'm anything. Sure, I, sure. I haven't asked Aiden, but I think we're all under the understanding that there's going to be an Aiden episode. <laughs> so uh, I'm psyched. I, I love getting the taste of it. I uh, dude, I you know what? I just I just found out today that you have an emo of me in the Discord. I didn't know. Yes, <laughs> we use it whenever we talk about Europe. It's either you or the Tarot's emote. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, I had a like a cutout of your face just because uh, we had you on deep dives, so I, I had yeah. to make that to put you on the little diver guy. Yes, and I, I think remember I, that. We got um we got boosted, so we just had a ton of emotes based. I was just like, okay, Aiden emote, <laughs> Fat Goku <laughs> emote, I think still exists. Steve, you, know, you can go to the melee stats Discord and, and use those fun PNW emotes. Do you still glad, consider yourself uh, a Northwest? Yeah, for sure. I think like I think I definitely like, um, you know, on paper I'm SoCal now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like allegiances lie where with you like kind of like grew and like like what scene you grew up with 
and I think Pacific Northwest is like definitely dear to my dear to my heart. Like all the players that uh you know, Daki's probably the best example right now. It's like I've played against Daki for many years. And Daki's like Daki's been this small, humble boy going to tournaments for a long time and now he's finally popping off. I feel a great sense of pride for that. Do his parents know about this? Dude, dude, that's exactly, <laughs> I'm thinking it every week. I'm not even kidding. I'm thinking about it every week. It's like, dude, do his parents know he's like competing on like the biggest stage of the game right now? Because they him, gotta know, dude. Do the do, do the people know about the Genesis trip? <laughs> Tell us okay. about the Genesis trip. Okay, okay. So, so for context, Daki's parents for a long time, when he was in high school, even when he's in college, because I think he's like 20 or 19 now, but I think he still lives at home. They didn't like him competing in melee. Like, they think it's, like, some sort of, like, waste of time, right? Which, you know, depending on how you approach the game. Uh, <laughs> or or perhaps if your parents don't value the social aspect of it or something like that, right? So Daki would have to sneak to tournaments. He always has to, like, lie to leave the house and say he's, like, going to, like, a study group or, like, something like that, right? And he's done this for years. So his parents must think he's the stu- most studious man alive. <laughs> and And... And this like slowly progressed into like greater instances of him traveling further away, right? Because he's barely been able to travel at all. This the culmination of this is the first tournament that Daki goes to in Oregon, which was just a couple of years ago. And Daki has to leave for two entire days. Somehow convinced his parents that this has nothing to do with melee or video games, right? Then the pinnacle of it is the beginning of 2020, where he literally travels to Northern California without his parents knowing, disappears for four days, and comes back home. And somehow there was no repercussions, like they didn't find out. <laughs> At least as far as I know. So he's been lying to his parents for literally like almost six years about going to Shit. melee tournaments. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, if he ever makes top 100, which it, it's a matter of, of like if he competes enough, uh, yeah. I will blur his face out. <laughs> I will Just use to an protect alias. Him, to protect him. It's like when they uh, have those people in like the dark scenes and they've got the lowered voice. That's what we'll do for him. That's perfect. Anytime, actually, I will. I will take the bullet. I will use my picture and my name. <laughs> and when he's on stream, I will be sitting on a different chair with a GameCube controller in my hand, just for the stream setup, just for like the layout of the stream for the people at home. I and will people who bullet. have only watched him in the netplay era will come up to you at tournaments and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit!" I'll, I'm gonna be signing stuff. You're so good. When he eventually beats Plop, yeah, I'm going to take a bunch of pictures with people. (laughs) Perfect. I'm glad you guys have a plan laid out for this. And the thing is that there's so many people who look like me in the scene already. (laughs) That that they'll be like, wait, aren't you Wheat? And I'm like, you're thinking of chess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Weedle, dude. (laughs) Yeah, what are you talking about? It's the perfect plan. It can't mess up. All right, I'm going to have to do the hardest thing in the world. I'm going to have to tell you to get off because we are running over two hours. That's, that's totally fine. I, I need right. to save this for a real late enough. Get I'm, glad we had this, I'm glad we had this short time together. I'll get the man of the hour back you on. Want to plug something? I'm good. I don't have anything Dude, to plug. That's, oh, Spud, Spud, if you're somehow watching this, just fucking play, man. Just fucking start playing again, man. <laughs> Told you guys. This guy. He's, so a, he's a one he's a one note guy, bro. It's it's Sputter Daki, and that's all he cares about. Uh, uh, he's like a cartoon character. It's amazing. I like Timmy. I like Pixby. 
He likes Tim. He likes Pipsqueak. He's he's saying he's multifaceted. Yeah, man. <laughs> he's got his type for sure. <laughs> he is the he is the I've I've heard this live. I heard a bootleg of this live. So well, you know, I guess I'm kind of a I guess I'm kind of a real fan. That's him. All right. Well, let's stop the bleeding. I'm seeing that our stream numbers are going down. Wow. <laughs> this, this must be only thing that can make sense is not that we're running for two hours on a podcast. The only thing that can make sense is that Aiden left. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's stop the bleeding. I appreciate okay. your time so much. You, the uh, mogul of mogul moves, spending so much time with us little guys. It's look, you know, everyone if, thinks if, I'm like, what, go ahead. Someone gave me the chance to get $1,200 or dinner with slime. I'm taking dinner with slime because I Why? can no. learn how to make $1,200. No, no, no. Take the 1200 <laughs> I, I, I cannot show I'm you. I'm taking I, a two-hour podcast you, with slime. Dude, okay. I'll leave you with this final story. Uh, this before quarantine, uh, before quarantine dropped, we all went to go see Uncut Gems as a house, and we we watched the movie. It's a great movie. We're walking out of the theater, and uh, it was Ludwig, me, Nick, Aiden, um, and we're walking out of the theater, and we're just like talking about the movie and stuff like that. And Ludwig was just like, "The thing is, I don't get like why were they so like why were they so mad at him over a hundred thousand dollars." And we all just turned to him, and we're like, "Are you kidding? Like, are you like you're fucking? Are you being an asshole right now?" And he's like, "No, it's like, it's like, it's like not that much." And we're like, "Go fuck yourself, dude." And uh, and that's the kind of environment that we continue to hold him true to this day. What a very interesting plug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anyway, a plug. Sub to that man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ludwig's great. He's he's. I, I will say he's just one of the most. He's actually so genuine. And the subathon, it was like, oh yeah, he's always putting on a show. It's like no, that's how literally it always is all the time. And he's very thoughtful. Um, and it, melee is also something he cares a ton about. Um, he I think he'll talk about this later on. But he's actually he purchased the rights to restream uh, SCL. Yeah, I saw the clip. So. Oh, he he did a clip. Yeah. yeah so yeah, um, it's it's just more poor people getting into melee, learning about melee, watching it, and that's that's something that yeah. he doesn't have to do, but he just wants to. Um, as well as that guy who cheated on uh, rollback and unfortunately matched up against Ludwig, like the odds are insane <laughs> for that to happen to that person. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all I got. It's uh, it's wild how we like really wanted ninja to do something for for smash remember that when it was ninja was like i'll do this for smash if mango wins or whatever yeah and it, now we just have this we have the guy who's bigger than ninja who's just like so indebted to melee uh yeah. i was thinking about this the other day i was like oh yeah that thing we probably do have right now like <laughs> we probably already have it uh i appreciate it it's also it t pains me to say this as a former Ludwig skeptic. But it is Ooh. very good to have someone who actually knows entertainment value to be on top of Twitch. Any of those yeah. ninja videos where he's like in the Bon Appetit kitchen? Ninja? Okay, I watch ninja streams all the time because he plays Valorant. He is very unhappy. And it's it's crazy. 
It's money does not buy it. It solves problems, but it doesn't solve the big ones in your head and your mind, Ninja. So jot that down. But I also will say, uh, Ludwig got a lot of shit early on. A lot of people from melee community specifically would just shit on him and DM. He showed me he just DM scrolling like, yeah, these people just like say I'm a fake, say I'm an asshole, say I'm like a sellout, all this shit. This was when he had like when he had like 200 viewers and uh, how much I hated him. And it's like, listen, man, you hate all you want, but like you bet on the wrong horse. So hold that when you're watching LACS4. <laughs> what we got to do is we have to unearth the footage of Hotels.com when they filmed Ambi versus Ludwig at Evo 2018. You <laughs> played, you played Ludwig? Did you, yeah, you beat I, him, right? it was, yeah. So we played one game and he, uh, like I sat down and then like Ludwig sat down at my setup with like his whole like camera entourage behind him. And like, I was just like, really like, like really uncomfortable. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? He's like, what's up, man? He like plays, he picks Jigglypuff because he plays Jigglypuff. And then like the first thing I do is side be off the stage. Cause I'm like looking behind myself. Cause like this oh guy's holding his boom mic over my head <laughs> and he homie stalks me with Jigglypuff. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> what, a, what a terrible experience. You had. Yeah. I was like, no dude, I want to be in a, I'm going to be in a commercial getting homie stalked. But that was tournament. No, no, it was just friendly. It was at like oh, Evo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was he? Yeah. I thought it was on tournament because they because in that ad they go through his like bracket run and uh, it was it's very funny. So. Yeah, we gotta unearth this. You'll you'll see this on those YouTube videos where it talks about lost media. This is gonna be on there. <laughs> yeah, the Ambi Ludwig <laughs> game. It, it's the it's like the AI that like posts its own art and it's like it just turns out it's an Ambi Ludwig set <laughs> from years ago. <laughs> We'll sell it as an NFT or something. No, please. <laughs> but that. All right. Well, this is the longest episode we've done. We've done two episodes. So, hey, <laughs> this is the hell yeah, episode. record holder, uh, me. And we and, and get this. I won't let anyone break it. I will end the stream forcibly if we ever get there. Yeah. You can keep Fun the needs a W. Spot. I live with a human W. I need one. Get a big dub. Men posting their W's. <laughs> Which, this uh, is certainly not that. No one helped me find a lizard and became my friend or anything. I was talking to my friend about it. He thought I was very uh, just like sad all the time because I was like, there's a 60% chance that dudes posting their W's will be all right by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. That's, that's, that's my just, it's like take gravity. on it. Yeah. Eventually, someone will like beat an assault charge or something, and that's going to be on there. Uh, but but until then, yeah, it'll be it'll be about finding lizards, uh, and and you. All right. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for your time. It's time for you to plug anything if you want. Uh, I got nothing to plug. I think that if I could Your plug letterbox? anything. No, no, I mean that's already there. I think if I could uh, ask one thing, it is just uh, support uh, SCL and BTS. Uh, they're they're uh, you know I used to work there and I know the ins and outs. And it is when you talk about like esports vultures and shit, that is a company that tries to do everything by the books and as fair as possible 
um, for the people that contribute their valuable time as competitors and staff and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's why I can say no to things when they ask me, but I don't because I respect them a lot. So shout out to BTS. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate it from the viewers for a week too. And uh, no SCL next week. They'll be taking a break. But waiting for game does not take breaks. Manly Stats does not take a break. We will see you next week. Can't all have a day off. Grinding every day. Uh, if you want to follow the grind, you can do so at Melee Stats Pod on Twitter. You can join our Discord to chat with us. You could uh, join our Discord and then get a special little colored roll, a purple-blue color, by uh, joining us on Patreon.com. And uh, I think that's basically it. Uh, I mean, of course, Twitch channel and uh, YouTube. We've got two channels, one that will upload our podcasts and kind of extra videos called Melee Stats Archive and uh, the Melee Stats channel where you can watch our long-form content about sets that probably don't matter. Kira versus Squid, set 100. Maybe yeah, that's the I next one. That would be a good one. <laughs> All right. Also, I'll our Patreon, because the notes can get mad at us. I Maybe already chilled the Patreon. Did you Patreon? Okay. I thought I yeah, Patreon.com backslash Melee Stats. Anok, yeah. Edwin Bunning cannot get mad at us. All right. My boss could not get mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, All right. everyone. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>